0: Hey everyone. Before we get started with the show today, we have a quick favor to ask you.
1: We're a nonprofit focused on preparing business journalism students like us for their future careers. We also like to keep what we're doing free for our audience around the state. Because of this, we depend on donations from listeners like you.
0: So, if you would like to support us this holiday season, please head to missouribusinessalert.com/donate to help our efforts in supporting student journalism.
1: Again, That's missouribusinessalert.com slash donate.
0: Thank you, and now on to the show.
1: Hello, and welcome to Speaking Startup. Missouri Business Alert's podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Casey Murray.
0: And I'm Jack Anstein. On today's episode, we'll take a look at how one business owner in the town of Eldon is bringing the community together after back-to-back years of hardships.
1: And later, we'll hear another installment from our Outstate project on entrepreneurship in small town Missouri. This week, we focus on the town of Macon and how the hunting industry supports entrepreneurs and rural communities.
0: Plus, well of the week's headlines, digits and other startup news you need to know.
1: So what are we waiting for? Let's speak startup. So Jack, Christmas is coming up. Have you done all your holiday shopping?
0: I'm in the process of finishing it now. Every year my siblings and I always draw each other's names and do a gift, giveaway. So I have my little sister's name, so I've been trying to figure out what a high schooler would want to get. How about you?
1: I actually just got my little sister's their gifts, um, but I ended up getting them a cactus because succulents and little plants are all the rage right now.
0: Yeah, I have tons of plants in my apartment, so you cannot go wrong with that. Are there any traditions you're looking forward to?
1: Yeah, um, my family and I go over to my aunt's house and we all open one gift for Christmas Eve and it's always just a really fun and exciting way to get into the Christmas spirit. What about you?
0: Yeah, we'll be doing a baking day on Christmas where we just make tons of cookies and other goodies so I'm always excited for that. But why don't we get to this week's headlines. St. Louis ag tech startup New Leaf has raised 22 million dollars in a Series D funding round. Newleaf Leaf develops technology to boost crop nutrition and yield and says its products were used to plant 300,000 acres of corn and soybeans this year. The funding ground had originally been capped at $20 million, but two new investors ended up signing on. One of these investors is Koch Agronomic Holdings, a company owned by Koch Industries, which is one of the largest privately held companies in the country.
1: A fiber startup based in St. Louis, known as Arcadian Infracom, has raised $1.45 million in funding after receiving regulatory approval to begin constructing its first routes. The company develops and operates long haul fiber networks and was founded in 2018. Arcadian's focus is to expand broadband access to underserved areas, such as rural areas and tribal lands. Its first routes will run from Salt Lake City to Phoenix and from Phoenix to Denver.
0: The Federal Communications Commission has allocated over $343 million for projects in Missouri that will expand broadband access to rural and underserved communities. The funding is part of more than $9 billion being committed to the same purpose across the country. Nationally, the project is projected to expand internet access to 5.2 million more families and businesses. The funds will be distributed over the next 10 years the 17 Missouri companies that won bids to participate.
1: The Sunderland Foundation, a Kansas City-based foundation that donates money to nonprofits in the city, has made a million-dollar cash donation to Equity Squared partners. Equity Squared is an investment firm focused on promoting minority and women-owned ventures in the Kansas City area. The funds from the Sunderland Foundation are expected to go to companies focused on community real estate projects, affordable housing, and accessible job creation.
0: Next up, we're going to take a look at the mid-Missouri town of Eldon. In back-to-back years, Eldon has faced hardships that have tested the community in ways they didn't expect.
1: I'm guessing we're talking about the pandemic this year, but what happened last year?
0: You might remember that in May 2019, a tornado hit mid-Missouri. Jefferson City was notably hit, but the tornado also tore through Eldon, damaging many homes and businesses.
1: How are small businesses doing through all this?
0: Well, one small business owner has played a unique role in bringing the community and businesses together. Trevor Vernon is the publisher of the local paper, but he recently picked up a new position in the community too. Reporter Naomi Kling spoke with Vernon to see what's changed in the town as a result of the pandemic.
2: About halfway between Jefferson City and the Lake of the Ozarks lies Eldon, a town of about 4,600 people. An old railroad town it's still working to develop a new identity. One of the oldest companies in Eldon is its newspaper, the Eldon Advertiser. Its publisher, Vernon Publishing, has been passed down in the Vernon family for over 70 years.
3: I grew up listening to my dad talk around the dinner table about the office every night.
2: I first met Trevor Vernon, the head of the family business, at the end of last year, before the pandemic began. Now that hospitals around the state are becoming overwhelmed with COVID-19 cases, and metro areas are reinstating restrictions on businesses, I wanted to see how the small community in Miller County was faring.
3: Life here hasn't changed a whole lot. Um, Everyone went through kind of a really big panic for maybe a month. And then everything kind of stayed open and we never really shut down for more than maybe a month. So economically, I think we're doing okay because of that. We're just now probably seeing it in our area getting hit really hard um, with COVID. Um, We've kind of been insulated until maybe the last month or two.
2: The virus took a bit longer to reach the remote parts of rural Missouri. But now the state has gone far beyond the idea of a second wave. Miller County in particular has seen a daily average of 80.9 cases per 100,000 people in the last seven days. The state's average is just 64.3 cases per 100,000 people. Trevor, how have the businesses in Eldon been doing?
3: I I was trying to think if if anyone had shut down, and I'm not sure that I can think of a business that has shut down in town, um, which is a good thing. I Really, I'm kind of surprised now that I'm kind of thinking back. Um, And we're not through it yet, so maybe that will happen. But uh, as of right now, I think everyone's still at least standing. We were were really worried we're going to lose restaurants, um, other retail businesses, small retail businesses especially.
2: Now, how important are these small businesses for the newspaper?
3: We wouldn't exist without them. Um, Either way, I mean, small businesses news as well. Um, There's news whenever a small business does something. Um, we we try to scratch their back, they try to scratch ours, and we try to make sure that we're taking care of each other. Um, Every one of those small businesses is also connected to a family in the community um, in other different ways. Maybe their kids play a sport, maybe their kids um, sing in the choir. We try to hit all of those places too for not only those businesses, but those families in the community. Um, Maybe they need some help at a certain time, and if we can help them out, um, we'd like to do that family-wise. So when a tornado came through is a good example.
2: After a tornado hit Eldon in May of 2019, Vernon and the newspaper wanted to help the community. They put together a list of reputable local roofers who could help rebuild. Trevor, I know that the newspaper played a role in the rebuilding and kind of bringing together of the community after the tornado. Have there been kind of similar responses and similar community building roles that the newspaper has taken on during the pandemic
3: actually gave away free advertising for a week Um, things were just so stagnant we thought okay we've got to help these businesses out but yeah we try to anytime we can shop local campaigns um, anything we can do for the local businesses and we're trying to do it we push really hard that hey money turns over seven times when you spend it with a local business um, in town so
2: has anything changed for the newspaper business over the last year since I last spoke with you?
3: So I should tell you this too, Naomi, since the last time we met, um, I actually ran and became mayor of Eldon in June. What? Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. Um, I I decided it was time for me to kind of step up and and take my role for a while as mayor if if the people wanted me to, and, and I got voted in, so...
2: Congratulations.
3: Yeah, thanks. It's made a really weird dynamic now, though. Um,
2: Yeah. How is that working?
3: um, Well, um, we sat down with all the reporters and said, listen, I'm fair game. Whatever you need to say about the city is great. I don't read their stories before it goes in the newspaper. I will give them background information if they need it. Um, But I think that that's important that any mayor should be doing that. But no, I don't read their stuff. Um, I'm fair game. I told them to be critical, we'll be better off if you are. So, been, been an interesting
2: ride. I want to ask, then, a little bit more about the newspaper. You mentioned that you've kind of had to adapt to some things because of the coronavirus pandemic. What are some of those things that you've had to adapt and change?
3: So a lead reporter got COVID maybe a month and a half ago. So she obviously had to work from home for a while. Um, As soon as she came back the next day, the editor um, came down with it. So he was gone for a while. So kind of piecing and parting things together to make sure we get everything done. Forethought for me, um, planning on, okay, if this person happens to have to work from home for a long period of time, what do I do? Um, How does that look? So there's a lot of planning that I've done. Thank goodness a lot of it hasn't happened yet, But um, I've spent a lot of time just sitting and thinking about what would happen if this would happen. We went through a two-month stretch where um, it seemed like all of our inserts and circulars were getting canceled. Um, Things are coming back, though, um, and we're doing well. Um, We're picking back up where we left off.
2: Something that we had talked about last time was that you felt like Eldon had kind of lost its identity, and it didn't really have a strong identity. I don't mean to start any conspiracy theories. <laughs> However, when I asked you last year about what you hoped Eldon's identity would become, here's what you said.
3: Society is changing so much. I would love to see Elden be a place where um, we have lots of people that work here, um, but they work from home, possibly.
2: And you said that a year ago, before the pandemic.
3: Now it's happening? <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I really think that there's a future there. I, I'm, the high-tech jobs, a lot of the computer jobs, you can do from anywhere in the world, and you can really make a sense of community. People don't have to travel. Uh, Eldon's growing. Um, we've got a few major manufacturers that are really uh, really kicking up their production. We are getting ready to build a new depot community center um, in downtown that I think will help. I think we're going to end up being a, um, a Hallmark downtown type place where you walk down in the old downtown um, buildings are around and there's two or three coffee shops downtown now um, a few boutique places um, small town feel I think is where we're going to end up now will we end up there I don't know Um, that's what I would like to see but um, I'm not sure I'm not sure where we'll end up
1: Have you ever been hunting?
0: I have, but only once when I was young. Why?
1: The hunting industry in the U.S. has grown over the past few decades to be a billion dollars industry, and that has implications for lots of entrepreneurs.
0: I guess I never thought about hunting as being an opportunity for business owners. Why is that important?
1: Hunting related businesses can bring outsiders into rural areas they may not otherwise visit to spend money. In the town of Macon, in northeast Missouri, many businesses you wouldn't guess benefit from the industry profit from the hunters.
0: Okay, and what kinds of entrepreneurs are getting involved?
1: I went to Macon and spoke to several business owners to find out more about hunting and how the industry is changing. Hunting is one of the oldest human exploits. Before guns and grocery stores, and even before the commercialization of the industry itself, hunting served as a way for people to support themselves. That's Ronald Shalmedine's arrow hitting its target. Despite how hunting has grown and changed, for people like Shalmadine, the sport still serves its original purpose.
4: We do hunts, guided or semi-guided. We do deer hunting, turkey hunting, coyote hunting. I mean, we do just a little of everything.
1: Shalmedine runs a hunting business called Shamadine Outfitters in Macon County in northeast Missouri. He provides land for hunters to use, a place to stay, and other services, such as skinning what hunters kill. Shelmedine owns several businesses, but the two-year-old outfitter is one that helps him support his family. Same
4: way with a lot of people coming in from out of state. I mean, they've done it for years, you know, and they're coming to us now, and it's working out really good.
1: Shelmadine is just one of the many entrepreneurs that have turned their love of hunting into a business. Though the number of hunters has actually been declining over the past few decades, the number of dollars spent on hunting is way up.
4: There's a lot more things out there, a lot more things being sold. Say deer stands. There's so many different kinds of deer stands, it's unreal. I mean, so many companies, so many brands of things.
1: A study by Southwick Associates, a firm that researches the economics of outdoor recreation, found that in the U.S., hunters' spending on the sport grew by 55% between 2006 and 2011. In 2011, which is the most recent state level data, hunters spent nearly a billion dollars in hunting related expenditures in Missouri. Rob Southwick, president of Southwick Associates, says hunting has an important role in boosting the economy.
5: Too often people think outdoor recreation is just playtime, is what people do when the workday ends, and that's really a false idea. The money they spend supports thousands of jobs, creates a lot of work for people all over the country.
1: This is true for Macon, where residents describe long lines of traffic at the start of hunting season. That's Matt Shoemaker, who owns Macon County Outfitters, another business that provides a variety of hunting services, such as land and lodging. He says he's witnessed the benefit making sees from hunting season.
4: It's definitely a nice little spur to the economy around here. I mean, you drive down Highway 36, Highway 63, Interstate 70 about mid-November, and count the number of campers you see, these folks are spending a ton of money. I bet it's even comparable to the holiday spending in December.
1: Shoemaker has been in the business for 14 years and says the way he's run his business has made him successful in a field where competition is growing. He only books hunters at his lodge about three weeks out of the year, a tactic he says increases each hunter's likelihood of getting a kill. He says this means his customers leave happy and come back next year.
4: Repeat business is awesome. I love repeat business. If a company can get repeat business, they've got it whipped, you know, and every year we get about 70% repeat customers.
1: However, The hunting industry is facing bigger problems a shrinking customer base matt dunphy director of special programs for the wildlife management institute says the numbers of hunters has been steadily decreasing
5: hunting has been declined really since the 80s as a direct number you know from around 16 million to around 11 million um, that we're seeing today
1: dunphy says hunting participation has suffered for several reasons part of it is differences between generations urbanization and culture that has changed over time however growing interest in sustainability and health has the potential to reverse the trend. According to Dunphy, older hunters tend to say spending time outside and with their families are their main reasons for hunting, but young hunters prioritize these reasons differently.
5: If you ask newer hunters and you ask them about why they hunt, you'll hear very similar things but in a different order. Often what comes up first is sustainable food, second is a healthy lifestyle,
1: and more than interest... Access might be a bigger deterrent to younger generations curious about hunting.
5: They are interested, but they're afraid of firearms. They live in the city. They don't know where to go. So we found that the value and desire may be there, but we have to provide opportunities for these folks to learn.
1: Luckily for those who make their money off hunting, the decades-long decline seems to be stabilizing. This year, numbers have increased, aided by the pandemic.
5: Recent data, let's say within the past Three to four years is showing that decline has stabilized and is reversing. During COVID, we've seen unprecedented spikes in hunting and fishing than we've seen in the past 30 years, really.
1: This is good news for places like Macon, where significant drop offs in hunting participation could impact the economy. However, recent increases in participation haven't been felt equally by everyone. Shalmodyne says the pandemic has presented a major challenge to him as a business owner and Shoemaker agreed.
4: This year, I was down in numbers probably 16 or 17 guys. Okay, well, that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you take 12 guys times 3,400 bucks, that's a lot of money that I'm missing out on that goes to pay the bills.
1: The growth in hunting this year has likely been more due to hunters going out alone, not in groups with outfitters. But both Shalmadine and Shoemaker are confident that their businesses will bounce back. And the boost the wider hunting industry had this year could eventually result in more customers for them. As the industry continues to change, entrepreneurs will keep working to draw on customers that help them support themselves and their communities. With producers Maddie Montoya, Ian Laird, and Chris Mitchell, I'm Casey Murray for Missouri Business Alert.
0: Now let's get to the digits of the week, the numbers that matter most in Missouri entrepreneurship. My digit is $495,000.
1: $495,000? Why'd you pick that digit?
0: The City of Columbia will receive $495,000, most of which will go toward supporting small businesses through the Recovery Grant Program. Businesses with at least 51% ownership in Boone County and 49 or fewer full-time employees that have been negatively affected by the COVID-19 pandemic were eligible to apply. The city's Housing Programs Division selected 49 applicants to receive a $10,000 grant each. The division aims to distribute the funds by December 18th.
1: This week, my digit is $50,000. Why is that? The Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Accelerator Program of the University of Missouri, St. Louis, awarded $50,000 to six St. Louis startups in non-dilutive capital. Among the winners was Hire Henry, a startup that sells autonomous, heavy-duty robotic lawnmowers to commercial landscapers. Vegan-friendly nail polish business, Demi Blue Natural Nails and Creative, was also selected. Those selected will participate in an eight-week business development program in January. The startups will also have access to nearly $200,000 of in-kind resources, including education, mentorship, and more. That just about concludes our episode. We just need our closing thought. Here's Trevor Vernon of Vernon Publishing, talking about how the industry is faring.
3: The newspaper industry is really strange right now. Um, There are a lot of newspapers that are for sale. Um, In the past, it's always been the the larger groups coming in and buying up smaller newspapers um, from single owners a lot. It seems to me that that is flipping a little bit. The the larger conglomerates are selling some of their newspapers, which is interesting to me. That changes the market a little bit and goes back to when I think the newspaper industry was its strongest when um, um, newspapers were owned locally.
0: That's all for this week's episode. This has been Speaking Startup for Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Casey Murray and me, Jack Anstein. Our theme music was produced by Elliot Bowman. We'll speak to you next time.